2.58am on Sunday the 30th of April 2017. My name's Andy Mitten and I'm stood by a roundabout in the centre of Plymouth, Devon, South West England. I can hear the sounds of discos over the road. There's people along, around the, on the streets. The city's full of life. Um, people dancing. Plymouth Argyle got um, at their last home game of the season yesterday. They went top of Division uh, League Two, England's fourth tier, 13,000 people here. It's a city of a quarter of a million people. And uh, seagulls, because I'm near the sea. And I'm about to be picked up to be taken to a bus which will go to Old Trafford. Top man, thank you. There's the lad, he's going to pick me up. I'm going to go towards the Tamar Bridge on the, the border with Cornwall now and uh, I'm going to travel with the Plymouth Reds up to Old Trafford. It's now 3.14am and I'm in a, a residential estate close to the Tamar Bridge which if I'm not mistaken is a, a Brunel Bridge. It's, it's wonderful and it, it crosses the River Tamar, it links Devon and Cornwall and with two United fans. Just introduce yourself lads. Chris and Mark. They're part of the the Plymouth Reds, yeah, or the Devon Reds. Plymouth, Plymouth Reds, Reds. Plymouth Supporters Club. And there's a there's a coach waiting here. There's no traffic about whatsoever, and it's going up to Manchester. How many people are on this coach today? Thirteen, fourteen. Are any of them here now? Or are we the first? Probably the first, I would imagine. So it's a forty-eight seater coach, and there's fourteen people. On it. So you booked this coach today? Yeah, so yeah, I booked this coach a few weeks ago. Why have you booked it for three thirty in the morning departure? Well, should have been four o'clock. Right, cheers for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you gotta get up there in time. You need to get a few drinks in, and uh, it'll be it'll be an exciting day. Could get third before anyone else gets a chance to play. So I'm um, actually turning quite a big game this has since the uh, point on Thursday. So are you from Plymouth? Yeah, yeah, from Plymouth, uh, 31 now, so I've lived in Plymouth all my life, and uh, one of those sad days will never be leaving. Why Manchester United? Um, well, my dad obviously supported United all his life, and um, in his day they weren't obviously as successful as they probably are now, um, so I've had quite a good life. Um, first game was when I was eight years old, uh, Oldham FA Cup semi-final in 94, Mark Hughes. Yeah, famous game. Yeah, wonderful moment that was. So that's uh, my first United game I've been going 10, 15, 20 times a season ever since then. So you get the coach up all the time? Yeah, so we've run a coach to every single home game, um, despite the lack of numbers at times. So how can you make this pay today with 14 people? How much are they paying? So they pay uh, like £42 each yep. to get on the coach. Um, the more regulars get a slight discount on that. Right. But for the slight losses you make today, you then make them up on, on the busier games. But sometimes this is a thing you get at the end of the season. We've oversubscribed for Palace last game of the season, which normally means the game before takes a hit, unless it's obviously Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, game like that. So this is a big hit then that you're taking today on, on this. Yeah, but then you know if you go, go get the regulars on the coach, they come with us all the time. They deserve to have a coach run. Oh, I agree. That's, that's, that's I think if they thing. don't come on this, you know, if we stop running coaches for certain games like this, and they may find a different way of getting up there, and then you use use that regular for every other home game of the season. So taking a hit for one or two games is worth it over the course of a season. Is this the earliest that a coach has departed from 
Plymouth. It's the earliest in a while, but when we were playing Liverpool back in there at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning, we were leaving about 2 o'clock, so this isn't too bad. What time will you get back to Plymouth tonight? i tell you what, I can, we'll be back for line of duty tonight, I reckon, so I reckon maybe about half eight, quarter to nine, if traffic's good, that is. So it's a, uh, wow, it's an 18-hour, 18 18-hour 18 day. It's a long, long day. And it's worth it. Yeah. Um, describe Manchester United support in Plymouth, and it's a city of a, just over 250,000 people, isn't it? It's a big city. Yeah, it's a difficult one. You get a lot, a lot of um, United fans who are probably TV fans, and then you get your core, like we have. We've got about 150 members, probably up to 200 people travel with us a season. And um, yeah, you have that committed fan base who go to the home games. You've got people on this coach who go to every home game, go to Europa League games. I don't have one lad's travelling, he goes all around Europe watching him, he's retired. So I think the further you are away from these places, the more committed you actually are. And it, you know, people say, oh, you glory supporters, you United fans, but people who on this coach leaving at half past three in the morning are <laughs> not glory supporters. Some of Manchester United's biggest and most committed supporters are from nowhere near Manchester. When I came on this coach last time in November 14, that was a final part of a journey I was making overland from Barcelona to Manchester. And it's a route I do all the time and I fly it all the time with, with budget airlines. And... I just thought I'd go over land, I was covering matches along the way. Um, I went to PSG Ajax, um, just to pre-scout Ajax ahead of a Europa League final game three years in advance, perhaps. And then uh, Gangomp, which was a village team in, in Brittany, who were in the UEFA club, but play, playing Fiorentina. And then I got a ferry from Roscoff to Plymouth. And then I travelled up with you then. And I met some people who got on the coach from deepest Cornwall. There was a, a fella from Truro. He yeah. went to every game home and away. So Sunderland away for him was a 24-hour trip. Mm. It's incredible. But then you're seeing United, and it doesn't matter if you know, win, lose, draw. It's the atmosphere, it's the sing-song, it's the whole day. And then It's so much I've, more than the game. I've, These are your friends. I've been to yeah, three, 400 games watching United, and I don't think I've regretted any. I'm sure I could think of one if I tried, but not the top of my head. And I remember there were a couple of mishaps with the coaches over the years. One of them broke down on the way to a massive Champions League game. And you were just telling me that... Yeah, Juventus, that was back in about 97, I think, something yeah. like that. And another time the coach company let you down, so... Not this coach company, I might add, your old coach company. Yeah, well, yeah, I was on a bank holiday and there was, there was just no replacement, no one to repair the coach. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, these things happen when, especially when you run... 17, 18 coaches a season. Over this course of 20 years, we've had two that haven't made it, which isn't a bad stat, really. It's, it's brilliant. Yesterday, I went to watch Plymouth Argyle. Uh, they went top of the league by beating Crew Alexander. There were nearly 14,000 people there. It was a beautiful day in a really interesting city, Plymouth. The view over the, the hoe, over into the English Channel, the war memorials, the statues. I found it really interesting and there was a real buzz about the city because the local football team were doing well. What are Plymouth fans like with you because you support Manchester United? Mixed? Yeah, I mean, when people find out you go on a coach, they kind of they think, ah, oh, fair enough, I can understand that. But if, I saw, <laughs> the funny thing is, I work the football in Plymouth and please Plymouth Argyle and if people ask me who I supported, a lot of time I would tell them Plymouth Argyle because I don't want to get in a discussion and say, you say you support United, they go, yeah, you go support Enter. When you say, I've got a season ticket, they're like, yeah, of course you have. 
but we have. But you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so straight away they've almost put a black mark on you just because you, they, they you, think yeah, you, think yeah mate no one's travelling from Plymouth to Manchester on a regular basis it doesn't happen um, because a lot of people don't really know about these supportive coaches I mean we advertise on Facebook and things like that but yeah people don't always realise what you know the ways there are of getting to Manchester they will after this because this podcast gets over 20 25,000 downloads well, so better, oh, better hopefully you'll, you'll pick up a couple of members and it'll be worth okay, you, yeah. you sp- speaking to this so so you you, you work um, you place in the football yeah so Plymouth Argyle Exit City and um, then what you talk talking United and what are the rivalries like down here is it I learned quite a lot yesterday is it the A38 Expressway Derby between Exeter and Plymouth yes that's a big big game um, it's bigger well it's bigger this season because both teams are doing so well um, that's quite a big rivalry so is, so is Argyle would probably say their biggest rivalry is probably Pompey and um, they see that as quite a huge rivalry but, um, for Exeter it's yeah, definitely Argyle so Plymouth to Pompey this season. It was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Two and a half thousand um, yeah, Plymouth fans went there. East, How long would that East take you? Friday. Uh, four hours. It's, I can't believe the distances. But that, that's that's a short that's a short journey. It's not. You know that's for for Argyle fans. That is a short journey. I mean, these drivers on this coach, they do the Argyle uh, fans buses, and they'll go all over the country and go. Morecambe and places like that. And I've done here back in the day. We've had lads do Sunderland League Cup and a Tuesday night of Exit City back in the day. It's nothing, nothing for us down here. I was talking to Plymouth fans, Plymouth manager, the chief executive, and and he was telling me some of the stories about away games in, in Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, they leave the day before. Uh, some of the worst ones are, are are the ones where they have to go via London and they get caught in a snarl on the M25. So Stevenage away ends up taking eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> but the chief executive Martin, who, who was very helpful to me, a real football man. Um, he, he, I, I love people who have got a real football knowledge. I love football fans who who follow the team, and I met a lot of them yesterday. Really good people who who'd seen the team nearly got out of existence and raised money and one fella rather sheepishly told me how much he'd put in to help save Plymouth Argyle and you know said don't tell the wife sort of thing and he'd put a four figure uh, uh, some some into it but the, the distances are incredible and you were at Doncaster Rovers yesterday yes yeah, for work yeah with Exeter City yeah so how many Exeter were at Doncaster 667 and they, they sounded about like 6,000 yeah very noisy yeah so do you take like a pride when you're you know you're policing these games and you've obviously got to keep an eye on the on the travelling supporters but they were brilliant yeah they were brilliant I mean it's, it's difficult I've always lived in Plymouth I've always gone to watch Plymouth yeah. Argyle despite going United as well um, I've been working Plymouth Argyle for five years and then this season I've been doing it full time so I've had to cover Exeter City now as well so I'm supporting everybody at the moment and I've got Talkie United I have to go and watch so so yeah it's, it's, it's difficult it's interesting though isn't it yeah I mean I love Argyle and it's awful to be like supporting Exeter but we need them to get up into League One as well be more games next season another, another derby next year so yeah, the more games the better. Hopefully, get Birmingham City down in League One as well and big away following. Yeah. So for the uninitiated, Plymouth went top of the league. Exeter are fifth. When Plymouth heard that Exeter had won at Doncaster yesterday, Doncaster were top of the league. There was a huge roar around Home Park, to which the PA announcer said, "Well, I never, I never expected to hear Plymouth Argyle fans cheering for an Exeter City win, but it, it helped them." And also a lot of the Plymouth fans I spoke to, they want Exeter to come up as, as well because it's one away game. What's it, an hour from here? Probably, yeah, but it's about 40 miles 
I mean, there's a there's a lot of Argyle fans who would tell you that they would have um, happily seen Exit City lose yesterday. Okay. But I think I just met the it, nice ones. Then. Yeah, they, I think they would want to keep it quiet. But I think deep down, you'd let Exit City win like they did yesterday, just so they could go top. I'm sure they'll remember that victory for years to come if they win the league. What's Plymouth like as as a city? It's a quarter of a million people. It's big enough to support a Premier League team, isn't it? It's the same size as La Coruña, which is also out on a limb in in Galicia, like Vigo, which will be where our next podcast comes from on Thursday night. I'm going to take a 17-hour train there, but at least that train has a bed on it, so it's not something that I'm treading. Yeah, they got. I mean, there's 10% of our population is students, um, but yeah, they're the biggest city not to be in the Premier League now. It was Hull for years, wasn't it? it's, it's, it's just difficult, Danny. I mean, for a lot of, I mean, a lot of the Argyle players actually live in Bristol, and they'll have games. They'll come back and they will drop the lads off in services in Bristol, and then they'll come down here. Um, so I that's the thing nowadays. It's, it's difficult to attract the kind of player down here. That's what the manager was telling me, and the uh, and the chief executive was saying, if you've got a player based in the Midlands and Warsaw coming for him and Plymouth do, and they offer the same money, he's only going to one place. So they have to offer a little bit more. And I, I said to the manager yesterday, you know, how often do you get back to Scotland? Because his father was um, a football man, the first player signed by Alex Ferguson when he was a, a manager. And he said, well, not a lot, because I don't take many days off, and I don't give my players many days off either. But he, he, he said it, it, it's an issue getting players to come to Plymouth. But I think people, you know, a lot of players haven't heard of Plymouth, but it's a, it's a lovely place. I think if they actually came here, they'd realise it's probably better than Walsall. That's also what they said. Yeah. It's a lovely city. You've got views over the ocean city, they call it, don't they? Yeah, and you think the support you had 14,000 there yesterday, for the average for Argyle this season is about 10,000. For League 2, it's pretty good. You go and play up in Midlands, you might get the same money, but the crowds, the atmosphere is not the same as what it would have been yesterday. So you can live well down here. You've got beautiful areas of Devon and Cornwall. It's a relaxing lifestyle down here. Well, more relaxing than in a, in a bigger than city. And you get people retiring down to to this part of the world. Torquay, there's quite a lot of Mancunians and Scousers down there. Yeah, well, that's yeah, another nice place. People retiring Cornwall have second, you know, holiday homes in Cornwall. So it's, yeah, yeah, definitely a nice place to be down here. And it's a military town as well, isn't it? There's a big base for the Royal Navy. And when I came on the coach last time, there were lads from Manchester who were down here because yeah. they, they worked in the Navy. Yeah, we've got a lot of um, military down here. Um, that's part of our rivalry with Pompey, I suppose. Plymouth Argonne, Pompey with the Battle of the Ports, I suppose. The two biggest naval ports. Mm. Um, so that's probably, where, that's probably where the rivalry comes from. Um, obviously, Argyle are the better team. So. Well, that's still to be decided because <laughs> there's, there's one game left. So we're going to get on the coach. What's the plan for today then? The plan Apart is from Manchester United, hopefully not drawing another game. We'll pick a few people up along the way in Exeter and stop off a Strencham and then we've got pick some people up at Hilton Park further up again. Why at Hilton Park? Because we got well, we've got fans who obviously lived in Plymouth and they've moved away, but they still want to use the coach. Um, so they keep the connection. They yeah, get on there. They get connection. to see friends. Yeah. It just shows how football is so much more than the 90-minute game, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, these coaches, this silly time of the morning, yeah, they show that, definitely. So when we leave here, how many people are going to be on the coach? When we leave this now, off yeah. point, it's probably going to be like five of us. I've never been on a coach which is so empty. Well, you can, you can lie across, you've got four seats, you can just lie across them all, can you? Have a good sleep. I wish I could lie across <laughs> seats and have a good sleep, but unfortunately... It's uh, a defect in my brain. It doesn't allow me to sleep on planes or on coaches. So 
thanks for your time. We'll get on the coach and hopefully have a, a good long journey. So I've arrived at Old Trafford at half past nine, seven hours after waking up. Very pleasant journey up with the Plymouth Reds and they were happy to speak to, to us for United We Stand. I should say that this podcast is sponsored by Red Army Bet. Have a look at redarmybet.com. It's a, a new betting website. And the money goes back into fan projects. Redarmybet.com. I'm now stood on Smack Busby Way. It's a nice day. It's busy, as you would expect, because there's only 90 minutes until 76,000 people going to the game. Manchester United against Swansea City. United have got to win this. Um, and sure, can't be drawing again. No, I don't think we will either. But Wouldn't we have said the same before West Brom at home? Yeah, we would, but there's only so many games we can draw, surely. So um, you've got to be confident. The buskies aren't thick, are they? United are odds-on favourites to win the game, so... Got loads of injuries. Yeah, I think um, Pogba's out, is he? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a few players. I was really disappointed that um, Fosu Mensa got injured when it finally looked like he might get his chance in the centre of the park as well, rather than at right-back where he played last year. And whenever I've seen him play, he's played really well in centre midfield, so it's really unfortunate that he's, I don't know if he's dislocated his shoulder last kick of the game the other night but yeah he's, not, he's definitely not fit to play today Do you want to give us some detailed analysis on Swansea? <laughs> no I, I can't say I've got much to be honest and out of all the teams in the league they're probably the one I, I know least about I can't, I can't really the only game I've seen them play was at Anfield this year which they won um, they defended very deeply and then um, sort of sucked Liverpool with three goals in the second half I don't know how they, how they managed it because they didn't have a shot on goal first half. They didn't look like they were going to score at all. So I, I expect them to just sit deep um, for as long as they can get away with it, really. And have another heroic goalkeeping yeah. effort. Well, I, I, we, we spoke about that on the podcast before, and I think it's a slight miss. Um, you know, even games when keepers have made one save, um, people are saying the keepers are playing well against us. I think it's been more of a case of poor finishing or lack of composure more than anything else so you're confident that United will get a win today yeah you have to be don't you um, Swansea are they still fighting for relegation I'm not yeah yeah sure yeah they are absolutely yeah um, is it looking like the safe or no no no, no, no. It's, um... so yeah I expect I fully expect them to just completely try and shut up shop and sit deep in the same way West Brom did okay thanks for your time Aaron, selling United We Stand, how do you feel about the game today? You carry on selling. I'm looking forward to it today. I think um, we need to put on three points on the board so we can put Liverpool under some pressure. Um, but given how we've performed this season at home, I'm not overly confident when we should be going into a, a game against a team struggling at the bottom of the league. But then again, they've still got something to play for. And I think at this time of the season, it's probably always better playing a team in mid-table who, if it's not going to get relegated, or not going to qualify for you rather than a team that's still got something to play for. Just stood around the people selling United We Stand and it's, uh, it's a lovely day. You've, you've been selling throughout the season and there's been some horrific days with non-stop rain, hasn't it? There has been, yeah. Um, but people would be surprised that considering how much it does rain in this country, you might only get pissed on a couple of times a season but when when you do it, it does make for a, a grim miserable day but driving in this morning i'm looking forward to it because it's bank holiday people are in a good mood the sun's shining uh, it's a new mag 
so uh, all that spells good news for sellers not been so great news for United injuries recently up until recently they've been quite fortuitous but they're cutting quite deep now aren't they I think that's just a signal of uh, how many games we've played and I think at times this season Mourinho could have done to give players a bit of a rest and he's not done and uh, I think that proves in the injuries that Zlatan picks up and also Pogba um, so yeah he's getting to that the business end of the season and um, we need as many players as we can get and I think it's just a case of managing it game by game I think I don't know what the team will be today but I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know he give Herrera a rest because he'll need his legs in midweek um, but yeah it's disappointing that Fosse Mensa picked up an injury like I just heard Shaw say because uh, it'd be nice to see him today it's a perfect opportunity for him to uh, score prediction um, I'm going to say 2-1 United score prediction I said 2-0 United so where are you from uh, Dublin. And when did you come over? Just this morning, yeah. So how did you get here? Um, just Swam. Flew, flew in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, flew into Liverpool. Got yeah. train up here. Okay. And you come from Dublin as well? Yeah, two of us together there this morning, yeah. What's the score going to be today and who's going to score? Just hopefully goals. Hopefully something. <laughs> I, I, I just want a win. Met you, after the whole, met you after the whole game, Andy. Worst game ever. Yeah. It was the only game we'd no chances in. That was the whole you know, game in um, January. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 1st of February. Yeah. There was actually no chances. I think they hit the post towards the end. Oh, played well. Yeah. They played very well. Yeah. They played, and and was no fluke. They've done really well under yeah, that new yeah, manager. Well, so yeah, you know, Manchester United should be breaking them down. What's the score going to be today? One nil. To Swansea? No. <laughs> to United. Um, Harry, fifteen, selling United. We stand for the first time. Hi. Who's going to win today? Uh, United, I hope. Oh, obviously you won't because you're a season ticket holder. What's the score going to be? Three-one. Right, who's your fancy to score? Rashford, if he starts, don't know. Or Martial. Rashford or Martial. Just seen um, Phil Neville and he predicted 3 0. So you'll be listening to this afterwards, um, but he did get the score and scorer right for the Chelsea game. So I'll join you after the game. Uh, I do think United will win, but I'm quite optimistic and I've been predicting them to win every home game this season and I would have been better off predicting a draw let's hope I'm wrong Manchester United drew yet another home match at Old Trafford it's the 10th of the season very frustrating afternoon United didn't play well Swansea did play well and as Paul Clement the Swansea manager just said in the press conference they deserved their point if not more I'm with Paul Hurst from the Times newspaper what did you make of that? Same old story, isn't it? In, in every kind of respect, uh, in terms of the injuries, you know, United can't, you know, seem to get through a game without losing at least at least one player. Uh, same old stories when it comes to chances, not converting them, uh, and again, the, the kind of, you know, the, they seem to be paralysed at home, don't they? When when they come out, I don't know if there's something. There's always something about these early fixtures on a even on a Saturday or Sunday where it, you can't really seem to get up for it. The crowd aren't up for it. It's very quiet here today. Um, in you know, f- for the majority, and it, it just must be hard to kind of motivate yourself into a. Oh, the players seem to be find it hard to motivate themselves when they go out there, and you know, how many times have we seen United start well this season? Very, very few occasions we've seen them strike early, and then, you know, I mean, it was quite lucky, wasn't it, for in, for, for United to get the lead in, in that manner. So, you know, it's it just gets you know, it's getting to the point of the season where you think. This is really, you know, the league's over, isn't it? They should really go for the, for the Europa League. United were lucky to be ahead at half time, but unlucky with injuries. For most of this season, they've done quite well with injuries, but the last 
six weeks has been terrible. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? You know, nine minutes in, you get Luke Shaw pulling up, and you can see Mourinho despair on the sidelines. And then, of all the players that United didn't want to lose today, it was Eric Bailly. You know, I, I looked before the match today, and I thought he was the only player who played uh, started the previous ten matches. And you know he's clearly taken a toll on him, but he's been such a warrior for United this season, hasn't he? Not one of the signings of the season, really. And obviously, without you know Jones, Smalling, and Rocco, he was the last one, wasn't he? So they're really kind of down to the bare bones at the back. I thought we'll probably see Carrick play there on on Thursday, or, or maybe Darmian. Well, actually, didn't play that bad. I thought when he came on. Um, but yeah, they, to lose one player, you know, if, if you could lose. It would be anyone but Eric Bay, basically. The manager's putting a lot of the blame on the fixture list, on fatigue, cursing the luck with injuries. Is there more to it than that? Are the players good enough? No, they're not. Basically, I, I think you, you know, he does complain about the fixtures. You're right, and you know, he keeps trotting that out. But you know, he keeps saying, "Oh, the squads down to the bare bones." But if his if his backup players were any good, you know, they'd be able to pull pull through games like this. And you just get get situations where, you know, you. I mean, Ashley Young's been a great player for United the last three seasons, but he's not really, you can't really expect him to win games from fullback for you in this kind of situation. The, the depth isn't there. And, um, you know, I know Mourinho spoke the other day about Schneidlin, I, I would have kept on hold of him. You know, another body like him, an experienced player, he, he could have kept on hold of him for another six months, and then, you know, maybe they wouldn't be in such a, such a bad situation. This season now seems like it's going to fade out, maybe on the high of reaching the Europa League and I think if they win in Stockholm you'd have to consider his first season to be a success with two trophies yet every time Manchester United have threatened to do well to come good this season like today when they could have gone into the top four for the first time since September they've fallen short yeah like I say it falls into the same same old story category again doesn't it you, you, kinda, you, you can't really fathom how a team can dominate Chelsea and be so ruthless against Chelsea. You know, in the first half against City, you know, you thought Rashford looked, you know, could have beaten anyone. And they look, they look, they look brilliant in, in certain parts. And then the games here, you know, Stoke, Burnley, Hull. Just think, you know, who is this team? It's real Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. They just can't seem to be consistent for a, a good run of matches, which is bizarre considering that they're 25 matches unbeaten and they are they aren't consistent. There's more like a Van Hal performance today as well. There's lots of similarities there. And it's just not entertaining at Old Trafford. The Chelsea game was a couple of weeks ago, but highlights have been few this season. Uh, yeah, that, this is sorry. Say that again. Highlights have been few again. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, the only the only outlet they've got now is is Rashford, really, isn't it? I mean, it just seems to be at times today to be like a school a schoolyard game where you've got one player in your class who's brilliant, who's head and shoulders above everyone else. You just give him the ball and get him to run with it, and you know that's that's what they seem to do today. Just give it to Rashford, and he'll obviously use his pace. He'll he, he frightens anyone with his pace, doesn't he? So, but that seems to be the the only kind of option for United at the moment. You going to Vigo Thursday? Yes, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Should be uh, should be good fun. I'm sure, Aspas will be up for it as well. Yes, the player who didn't really do anything at Liverpool. But I've watched him a lot of times this season, and he's done well for Celta. He's done really well, in mm. fact. He's a great player to watch. And Liverpool fans who I've spoken to are mystified that he did almost nothing at Anfield. But he's such a creative player. And he's probably only not playing regularly in the Spanish national team because there's so many good players ahead of him. But on the day, and I've watched Celta several times, they're very, very good. But a bit like United, the day doesn't come often enough. 
They can they play quite an open team. They've got a very good driven manager, and they've beaten Barcelona this season. They've beaten Madrid, but there's been a lot of goals in those games. And yeah, I've seen them be really, really average away from home as well. I think United will get through, but I'm not sure what United I'm I'm saying that for because there seems to be the team who can do really well away from home, play well, get good results, do really well at home in the Europa League, mm. and then it's this. These draw, draw, draw at home in the league. Hopefully, the the better version will turn up. I'm walking away from Old Trafford now. Just going to go up to Trafford Bar and get a metro to the airport. I know it drives around all the houses, but the other options are, are pretty limited because the traffic's quite heavy, and I have a flight to catch. So it's 12 hours since I started this podcast, and I'm now going to fly to Spain ahead of game in Galicia on Thursday night and I'll bring the next podcast from there I'm not gonna I'm, I'm annoyed about that draw today and I know I've sounded very despondent when United have not won games this season but it is so frustrating that I felt they'd get a win today even though they didn't deserve it after 70 odd minutes they're holding on 1-0 that's all that mattered the, the injuries were obviously bad the performance was bad the atmosphere was flat there was not a lot of good about today but would have gone third albeit briefly and I think that would have given a lift but as has so often happened this season uh, another draw it drives me bloody mad um, I feel powerless to do anything about it and I, I find that this season throughout there's been these little peaks and troughs of optimism followed by a big down where United have again frustrated just at the point where they appear to be on the cusp of of better things and it is baffling because although the players didn't play well today and Mourinho said they didn't play well although he, he praised their effort a lot they're still very good footballers there should be good enough to overcome Swansea City at Old Trafford and, in, and Mourinho talks about context and isolation. In isolation, a one-all draw at home to Swansea, you can deal with that. No team wins every week. And if they do, it just becomes boring. One of the attractions of watching football is because you don't know what's going to happen. But this has been happening throughout this season. And it's groundhog day. And the season's soon going to be over. And this will be known as the season where... United draw those games at home. Hopefully beyond that, it will be known as the season when Manchester United won the League Cup and the Europa League in in Jose Mourinho's first season. As manager, uh, I hope that some of the players can be available for Vigo. Pogba will be a big plus. I think he's been missed in the last couple of matches and he does definitely bring something to the team, as he should do, given its cost. I like his energy, I like his skills, I think he brings balance, he brings creativity and maybe people will miss him a little bit more and appreciate him a little bit more uh, when, he, when he comes back. But we need him back, big name player for a big game. The, the injuries have been really harsh on United in the last season but even though the team have got more points than they had a year ago it all feels a bit flat again. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I realise it's a little bit different starting off in Plymouth. 
but then Manchester United's fan base is a very diverse one with lots of characters and I think we should reflect that as well. Finally, thanks to everyone who bought United We Stand today. We were really pleased with this issue, we put a lot of work into it as we always do, but there's some articles which I feel you wouldn't readily find online there and I'm pleased to say it sold well at the ground so we appreciate your support in supporting what we do. Until Friday when I'll get the Vigo podcast uploaded. I'll see you then. Have a good week.